Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So I'm actually really nervous for this question because it's probably some of the deepest shit that I've told people. Uh, Something embarrassing, but, you know, I hope people can take some value from it. So I said, fuck it, I'll I'll go all over it, you know. Go on, tell us. So uh, I I have a really bad anxious attachment style video. Every relationship I've ever been in, it's been very, like, 24-7, all our time is spent with each other. If we, like send a text wrong like if we don't include like I, when i was 15 i had relate a relationship for like eight months if there was like a few minutes we didn't text back we'd start overthinking being like oh no nah, they don't look bro it's that bad you know there's no security there at all and recently um i was telling you about the fact that i I'd met a girl who um i, I thought you know she, she's a really good girl or whatever and um what happened the other day was that I ended up staying at her house and uh, every, everything went really good. Like, we, we didn't, like, fuck or whatever, but you know what I mean? We were, like, she, she was trying to make me wait or whatever. I was chilling with her, though, and it was maybe, like, 3, 4 a.m. And I started, we started, like, kind of talking to each other, you know, like, dirty talking or whatever. And, uh, you, you know, you know when you say some shit like, like, who, who? Who, who's are you kind of stuff you know what i mean like you, when you're flirting with them and then she, the girl goes like oh i'm yours i'm yours that kind of thing you know when, when she said that to me bro like it was like i've taken some crack or some shit bro the amount of dopamine i felt and i know you can relate to that bro i knew you i knew you'd like relate to what i'm saying i kept asking her and bro i don't even know what got into me bro i kept asking her this and asking her this and i kept saying like yeah you're my, my girl aren't you like you're my girl yeah, bro, I wouldn't shut up. I just wanted to hear it, and I wanted to hear it, and I wanted to hear it, bro. And um, it got to the point where, it, like, bro, it was only, like, the second date. Bro, this is the second date with this girl, and I'm talking about, bro, I'm thinking about how I'm going to take her to, to Dubai and shit, bro. Like, <laughs> But um, anyway, needless to say, she got to her class. I dropped her to her class the next morning. She kissed me goodbye, and um, obviously she sat down for an hour 
like she liked it in the moment. An hour later, she sits down in class and she's like, "Oh fuck, he thinks I'm he thinks he's my boyfriend." You know what I mean? That's that's what's going on in her head. And I realized, bro, like she she blocked me. She blocked me, bro. <laughs> I spent thirty minutes in an ice bath in the pitch black that day, bro, because of how that shit made me feel. And I, I was looking at myself and I was thinking, like, bro, if if I didn't have such an anxious attachment style and I was able to just be secure because I dealt with a lot of rejection as a child, like because growing up with autism or whatever, I, I didn't have a lot of friends and whatever the fuck. Um I I guess the question I'm trying to ask is because I, I, I know you relate to that a lot and it seems that you don't have that problem as much anymore. And I, I would like to know how you navigate that. You know, I'm only nineteen, so you you six years on me. So I believe it's something I can overcome, but I would I would certainly like to know if there's uh, uh, anything you'd say about going about overcoming that. Thank you for opening up and saying that, man. It's all good, man. Have you spoke to her since? Nah, bro. She she sorry. She didn't block me. She just uh, unfollowed me and removed me as a follower. And she didn't say she didn't say nothing. I asked her. I just said, hey, like you know. Could I ask you what, 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 like, what made you make this decision? You know, like, if there, I was thinking, if if there's one thing I'd like to know, it's that, right? Didn't open the message, bro. Mm, okay, I'm sorry about that, man. Ah, it's life, bro. It's life. <laughs> I just like to not make these mistakes in the future, you know. And I'd like to know how I go about not doing that, you know. Mm. So when you DM'd me the other day. And um, you've watched videos of mine where I used to literally like cuddle my pillow at nighttime, obsessing over the, the girl that I was into. And I, I genuinely, I'd, I'd make eye contact with a girl in school and I'd be obsessed over it. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I'd come home and cuddle my pillow and, and you know, visualize our fantasy. And, you know, it seems a little bit hot, hot, like um, harmless. It seems like, you know, it just kind of feels nice, right? What actually happens is that you know, whatever we, we see in our mind, it, it really feels like it's the truth and that's going to change our behaviors. This is why we visualize success, right? And so when you then go and see that person and you've been visualizing your life together, you come up, you come across like a little bit, a little bit too strong like you did. So yeah. it doesn't, um, it, it, it doesn't help in a relationship. And I found that even with like secure, healthy women, it's still a bit of a turnoff. So something that we just want to change. So... Mm-hmm. The first thing I'd actually recommend for you to like note down or, you know, this is going to be recorded. So maybe you can have a look and everyone else can remember this. There's a, um, there's a God tier book, 10 out of 10 book, which is called, let me just show you right now. So you can see. Is it notes from the underground? I think someone mentioned that the other day. That's this, what you were going to say. This one. Oh, attached, attached by an, Amir Levine. This is literally a 10 out of 10 book for people who are anxiously attached. It's the only resource, this and, and the way the superior man, although that's more of a general like masculine and feminine, but in terms of like dating as a man or even women, but at least for me, this was the only resource to date that's actually genuinely helped me cultivate like a longer term relationship than what I'm used to because you can attract the girls. That's like stage one of self-improvement is just learning how to attract the girls, right? And and that's like, okay, we'll go to the gym and, you know, display some good character and stuff. And a lot of guys are in that stage, so fair enough. But after a while, you realize like with you, Dylan, it's like you were able to attract her. You can do that. You, you know, you're, you're an attractive, young, smart guy. It's like, that's not a problem. That's not your constraint right now. So I wouldn't be obsessing over the attraction phase. 
now it's the thing that's your constraints till you get a better relationship is that you have this with no disrespect you have this insecure anxious attachments which i have i have the same thing inside of me and so what this book describes this is literally the the single greatest book that i've had for um relationships because the way that it's written is just so full of hope and it's not none of this bullshit where you know it like there's books i've read on the same topic which make you feel worse and they make you like you know just start getting more paranoid but this is such a hopeful book and the idea is like learn what secure people do pretend that you're a secure person and then with that you know by faking it till you make it you become more like that person naturally and that also then gives you the skill to essentially attract people who quite frankly like are less damaged and so you'll start to because the more secure you act the more that you start to attract secure people and you stop attracting anxious people so what's so interesting right all of our thing like the work we've done so far is all our self-improvement right but in this case in terms of dating what i've found is it's way more about the person that we end up dating the issue is that if you change nothing about yourself dylan if you just you know keep focusing on looks maxing and making money and stuff no matter what you get up to in your self-improvements you will keep attracting the girls who have the exact same kind of energy of like this anxiousness because you'll still be there no matter like i'm, I'm telling you from experience whether you're making 20k a month or you're not it doesn't change how anxious you're going to be in the relationship and so what we need to do is change the kind of women that we attract so that they are more secure. And the way that you do that, you almost like pretend and act like you're more secure than you actually are. You go through this book and yeah, this is actually the exact page I wanted to get up to. You won't be able to see it just clearly right now, but it's just like this questionnaires on this page and there's, there's a bunch of like actual, it's real like um, psychological assessments and everything. So this was the first book that's ever actually made like in the Tories to test this stuff. But you start to go through this program of being more secure because you know it's highlighted to you you understand what secure people do and so this is first of all the first resource just very quickly that i'd send you to but we can go through some of the stuff right now awesome why are you anxiously attached why am i anxiously attached um I would say because I have experienced a lot of 100 to zero from girls in the past that I kind of expected at this point. Um, I've found that it's a, a matter of one minute the girl shows me 100% interest. The next minute, um, it's down to zero. And it, it's even been the same with friendships in the past. Now, I know that's because uh, due to autism, you don't pick up on what it is. Um, and, and one thing I've been trying to get into my head is that as a kid, looking back, I, I looked at a lot of situations and I acted very autistically and I understand why things went the way they did. But unfortunately, my brain still expects the same outcomes each time, even though now, for the most part, I don't really do autistic behaviors. The only autistic behaviors I do now stem from my insecurity uh, caused by the results of previous autistic behaviors which is a vicious cycle and um, on top of that i'm very like addicted to intimacy mm. like i can lie there with a girl for like right i could lie there with a girl i have feelings for for three days straight you know? like i could do fucking nothing other than that and i feel happy you know there's a sense of incompleteness isn't there and that hole gets filled up when you're next to someone who's validating you 
And like you said, it's like crack, isn't it? It's like crack, bro. That's, that was it as well, because I even said to myself, I, I even said to myself, like, um, the, the other night when I was staying at hers, um, she was like, don't you need to go to the, didn't you say you were going to go to the gym tonight? And then in my head, I was like, because you know, you know, I came out, I couldn't help myself saying this. Well, I was going to do a rest day on Thursday, but shit, you know, I can just not do my rest day on Thursday and do it today instead. <laughs> And I knew that well she was probably testing me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I knew I but I couldn't help myself because it was cracked in me, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the relationships sorry. No, sorry, I, I, you were silent. I thought you were frozen. Carry on. Just thinking, man. Yeah, the relationships that you can have when you act out of this anxious attachment style, they're never good. Even I'm not, I don't know if you've experienced one before where you end up getting into the relationship. To you've, you've been in the relationship. So it actually, the thing that you want the most, the crack, that actually you realize like oh crack's not actually good for me who who would have guessed like so because <laughs> what you want the most is love and this attachment and everything right and when you get into the relationship correct me if i'm wrong but it gets actually more distracting and mentally draining as time goes on because right now it's you know it's these obsessive thoughts of neediness and stuff but when you're in the relationship then it becomes more thoughts of anxiety now you've got the thing that you could lose and that becomes even like worse you know just having this obsessive desire for something's like okay you know it's a bit of neediness whatever you can still go to the gym and everything but when you have that thing and now you feel losing that thing because you feel really anxious about them getting with someone else or you feel like you're not good enough or whatever it is that's when it starts to significantly impact your life have you experienced that before bro 100 percent um uh, my my ex-girlfriend actually I, i'm gonna this is probably the most embarrassing thing i'll ever admit this is what my attachment led me to do um she told me two three weeks after we uh, sorry after i'd met this girl that she was oh, i can't believe i'm saying so um she was moving to canada soon she just happened to be moving to canada bro <laughs> um I said, oh, well, you know, my business is online. Um, <laughs> fuck it, you know, I've always wanted to go somewhere other than Ireland. Uh, you know, bro, I, I swear on my life, I was about to follow that girl over. And you know what? I started applying for my visa and everything. I started, bro, um, I, I, and she went over there first without me. Bro, bro, you know what she did? You know what she did, yeah? <laughs> what? When she went, when she went over there, she was like, yeah, see, I can't buy a house and or rent a house until i uh get a job but to get a, uh so for the first week i'll have nowhere to live and there's this guy i used to go to high school with oh, no. who said uh, i can stay on his couch and that was conveniently the same week that she stopped falling asleep on the phone with me every night do you know what i mean bro my anxious attachment blindfolded me into genuine bro look i know man i know I know, man. <clears throat> yeah, bro. That's, that's, that's the extent of it, if, that, if that's the question that you're asking. The, the fact that you're bringing this up 
first with the humility to ask the questions and also just opening up about it is this is a major step in the right direction because you've identified the constraints of relationships right now and um this is if i was you i'd 100 i'd be putting the effort into this it's just focus on attachment style I, I did that full guide on my channel did you watch that one i've watched it yet yeah um, everything that i learned is taken from this one book and it's literally just about act like pretending to be as secure as we can and the first step is understanding we need to understand that the modern days kind of messed us up like we are actually supposed to be able to form attachments with each other we are supposed to care for one another and actually depend on one another and, and these days i seem kind of sad isn't it like the modern world that tried to convince us that depending on each other is like some weird bad thing but that's like human nature that's animals is how things have always been mm. yeah they try to tell us we don't need each other like Oh, I don't need a man, don't need a woman. Like, exactly. Like that. that scene is so cool these days, even though it's totally abnormal. That's that's I, I was I was actually saying this, uh I, I've been saying this to people, like we need each other. Yeah. Now that you understand I that. Check that book, right? Sorry? What did you say? I just said I will I will read that book in its entirety. Mm. Well what was it that you were saying? Now that you understand the importance of building the secure attachment to people, and all of us should should keep this in mind, this is like one of the best goals in life, or the, some of the most important things of life is the relationships. You can even argue it's the most important thing. It genuinely, like people on their deathbed, time and time again, rate the relationships as the most important thing. So that's just one thing to bear in mind. Like no one regrets spending time with loved ones a lot of people like the, the it's one of the most common things that people regret on their deathbed is not forming secure attachments and spending quality time with the people in their life so we should heed that advice because life is short absolutely for this girl that you just you were seeing and, and previous girls, how much do you think social media might have triggered anxious attachment style? For me or for them? For you. For me, um, my first girlfriend, she actually didn't have Instagram. Um, my second girlfriend had like 3,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and it was, but, but what, the funny part about it was was that uh, my second girlfriend actually used to let me go through her snap and snap back at any guy that was trying to like text her or snap her or anything like that she let me literally like snap snap them in bed so in my mind it was like actually a, li a little bit made me a bit more secure because it's oh and she used to post photos with me on her instagram so that actually did make me a bit more secure but um, I don't know if social media played a negative role in it. How about from your perspective? You're on Instagram, you, you ever look through who follows them and who's been liking their pics, so then you click on that guy's profile and then you see if she's been liking it. You know what, actually, I will tell you this now. This is also uh, pretty embarrassing for me. 
No, this, this is this is the thing. That, this was very toxic of me, but it was genuinely how bad my place I was in at the time. Um, when well, this is actually going to sound like fucking weird, but when I was with her and she moved to Canada in her first week, her follower count went up by like ten. She followed barely any people. This is why I noticed this. I just clicked on her profile and it was like I was like something looks a bit different. So anyway, I clicked on the the following thing, and there was like new people and like five of them were guys and five of them were girls and i don't know why there was this one random guy in that list that i clicked on his profile and something in my brain said this is the guy this is the guy and i literally called her and i said oh yeah what who, who's this guy i just said his name and she was like what and i was just like you're following new people and she's like straight just goes i'm sorry she just apologized and i was just like never apologize for what what, like, what, like, I never accused you of anything. I just said, who's this, right? And then, um, I, I got, it was like, I was convinced it was this one guy. And then she was like, I'll unfollow him if you want me to. And then she did. But it was like, I, like, you can't help but compare yourself to the people that, that your girl has on Instagram. You know? That was your gut feeling. That was my gut feeling. Yeah. It's almost never wrong. That is three billion years of evolution. Because yeah, right, right, right. what I mean, why else would my brain be like, yeah, no, it's this guy, this random guy. Why would it be this guy? <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to Tony. What's his name? Top Tony Robbins. Uh, event in in July in, in Birmingham uh, and I think the anxious attachment is definitely going to be my thing that I go and you know um, you know the events I'm talking about well like the big motivational seminars yeah them ones where everyone comes in with a problem and they leave the end of the four day seminar with a, with, a, with their problem Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, you saying that with, with uh, your ex, it reminds me of when I was, I was 19 as well, so your age. And I had my first ever girlfriend and she was the one I did literally everything with for the first time. So I lost my virginity to her and everything. And she was older than me. 
And I told this story on the on the full guide, but I didn't actually tell the full details that um, she she was a bit reserved, but she had you know four hundred followers, four hundred guys, she's uh, four hundred people she's following, and at the, with an anxious attachment style, it's like you pick up on things, and so she said that she her body count was like four before me, and she was she was like twenty three, twenty four, or something. She was older than me, and I knew each and every one. Without a doubt, I already knew who it was. Literally, just, just like I, I stalked her Instagram enough. Literally, like um, triangulated the dates that she roughly said each one happened in. Asked her too many questions that eventually I could build up the fucking story of the guys who have fucked my girl casually, even though I waited months for it. And then you know, go through. Okay, roughly, she said it was this part of uni. Okay, I click on every picture she's got on that point. There's one random guy who's like this one picture. I click on him. It was probably him. I scroll down to the same kind of dates. She's like the picture there, and I'm like, oh fuck me. Months later, I remember one time I checked her phone. Actually, it was the exact same guy that I thought it was. And then in a conversation, like a month later, another guy that I thought she had been with before, with with no real evidence or anything other than just like triangulating likes and follows and shit. This is why I personally don't... Like, I've got an Instagram, but I don't actually use it. In fact, I follow zero people. And I could I just wouldn't ever really date a woman who's got a social media, personally. I know that seems very crazy, and, and everyone says, like, oh, well, you know, there's every girl's got social media these days. I believe a nice goal for us guys, and especially for us anxious attachment motherfuckers, is to become so successful, so desirable, and such a great leader and guider... That when you do meet a girl who's got an Instagram, it's like when you kind of mention it to her. Like I mentioned it to my girl and she saw like a video I made ages ago about Instagram. And she sent me like a big message saying, oh, you know, it's so true how they mess people up and everything. And I ended up saying, oh, yeah, it is. And to be honest, I'll, like, I wonder why you're on it. Because I like, you know, what the perception I've got from you is someone who's quite based and doesn't use this stuff. And then she sends me a massive message like, oh, my God, you're right. I've just deleted all my posts. I'm, I think I'm just going to delete my account as well. Now, she, she has no social media. She made a new phone number. She has five people on her contact list. You can, This is a possibility. And, and the thing is, right, You can a girl can still cheat. A girl can still cheat, right? Mm. Women who wear, wear burqas are still cheating sometimes. Women who... Oh, bro, I've seen this firsthand. Yeah. So, so always remember, there's always a possibility of everything. And trying to control a woman to do something doesn't usually work. But for example, there's women out there with 500k followers who literally post like their tits and ass on Instagram, and they some of them are still genuinely loyal. Of course, you know you can you can say it's cheating, like what they're actually doing to post revealing pictures and everything. But some of them would genuinely not cheat. So obviously there's exceptions and averages. But what I'd say to you for the the long run, which is at least like you know this glimmer of hope, is one you can see it in me that like if our points were similar when I was your age. And I still messed, like, I wasn't on self-improvement like you were back then. I only got onto this stuff, like, literally two years ago I read this book. And, you know, straight away it, it really helped me. And so I, I still would naturally have the anxious attachment style. But it's, I'd say it's probably about 15% of what it used to be. Like, it's went down almost 10 times. Like, it was, it was, it was um, discombobulating. It was something that kept me in bed for hours extra than i needed to be in certain days when you know there was anxious shit going on it was something that distracted me it was the, the fuel for workouts when it shouldn't have been and you can you can probably relate to this and a lot of that's yeah. done it's certainly still there certainly you know there's still progress to be made
But the 80-20 rule has really come through for me. It's like I've, I've gotten rid of a lot of it. I see. So the two yeah, things you can that. do... Sorry, man. I was, I was just going to say that uh, when, when I watched your attachment style video and you said to yourself, she's cheating on me, you went to your, her room and oh, and she opened the door and there was no guy there. Bro, that perfectly reminded me of that time where I saw the guy in her list and then she was just, she had no problem with following him. She came, like that, that to me was just like, bro, I heard, I heard what you were saying, or I felt what you were saying, you know? Um, can I ask you, 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 you're still with that girl, uh, what was her name, Anastasia? Yeah. Um, can I, do, do you mind me asking if, if it's a, if it's personal, like, I get that. Um, what does your, I take your relationship is healthy. What does it look like? What kind of, what, what, yeah, what does it look like for you? She's, she's the only girl who's ever been able to actually get me to open up. So far, I've always done more of the, the red pill, alpha male tactic and, you know, show no weakness things. And that certainly helped me to attract a lot of women, but to never get into a relationship that actually benefited my life. And so with this girl and, and rereading this book, maybe a couple of months ago or so, it, it was learning this concept of effective communication and realizing that when I felt anxious, which was quite often the only thing that genuinely would help it, which seems so weird, and it, all the red pillars will disagree with this, but then they're all single. None of them are in long-term happy relationships anyway, so why are we trusting them? But when you feel anxious is when you actually kind of need to express it to her. And you all feel like a fucking chump when you do it because it'll be often, it'll be multiple times a day where you'll be telling her, like, I feel anxious because of this. You're not really cheating on me right now are you some shit like that and it, it feels awkward to, to you know think this and to express it to them but this book just again and again and again kept on drilling this this concept that the person you're supposed to be with like someone who's good for your life who you could be with long term is someone that you could say that to and her attraction to you goes up not down but up so you could find some random girl right now we could end up saying to them, I've got this anxious attachment style, you know, give the book to them and everything. And if we end up saying, like, I feel quite anxious right now, if she loses attraction for us in like this red pill sense of like, oh, well, you know, just try and fuck as many girls as possible, we failed. But if that was your goal, yeah. fair enough. But if your goal is more like this, this long term partnership where you eventually want to like have children and, and like, you know, live together for the rest of your lives. You can't have like deep thoughts, like negative deep thoughts next to someone. It's you'll just be like mindless through it. And so you've got to express it. And so if you are compatible, then her attraction to you will go up. If it goes down, then it's like, what have you actually lost? Okay, the relationship's gonna fizzle out. She thinks you're a chump, but it's like you weren't even compatible at that point then anyway. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. That's why one one thing I've started doing. And I think this this was the rule I did for my my last girlfriend, and um, exactly what you were saying. Um, I had an acid trip like a couple of days before, and I had this mindset being like pure and honest, but not like honest, just totally open. Like I wanted to get to the bottom of everything as soon as possible. Um, when I met my ex girlfriend that day, I didn't try and put on any like red pill act. I didn't try and do any of this. I straight up told her what I thought at that moment and I said it out straight and it felt like
honest and open has done me favors in the past and i think it's just when i get attached that that's because i get third i typically get to the third date round with most girls through being open and then i get that text that's like yeah nah sorry no mm-hmm. um do you think that being open off the bat is a bad idea like you're taking on the open up with, with your girl There's different ways to go about it. I I wouldn't give this advice to, let's say, more of a man lower than my level of attraction and confidence and skill in terms of, like, dating a girl. But if I was going to start fresh again and start dating again, it would be from the first date now. Because, I like, I'm not waiting around. You're a bit younger, so maybe, you know, you you feel like you've got more time or something. But if, you're, if you are literally, like, you want the long-term relationship and you don't actually give a fuck about just hooking up with some girl, the reason why I would, on from the first date, I'd just be open with what I'm looking for and also just tell them, like, you know, real things, real shit about me. And I, I wouldn't try and act like someone I'm not. I wouldn't, you know, take too long to reply or any bullshit like that. The reason why is because, like, I'd rather just save my time, which is far more valuable than just getting some random stinky pussy and just find out if we're compatible to begin with. Now, certainly if, if let's say your skill with women is, is a bit lower, certainly don't come across as like needy to begin with. We, we, you never want to be needy, but you want to be able to effectively communicate what you're thinking and what you're feeling. If you can't do that, and if, for example, she loses attraction to you, even on the first date, if you're only thinking in binary and you're thinking like, oh man, she's not attracted to me anymore, then sure, you feel like like a loser, like a failure, but like you need to not see like the success of a date that if she's attracted to you or not. Like That's what a lot of us have conditioned ourselves to. You know, the, the dating dynamic is a bit fucked these days. We have to win her over, right? Then No matter what fucking motivational like red pill guy says that men are the prize. No, we're fucking not. We're clearly not if we have to do the work for it, right? There's a 0.1% of men who are genuinely the prize and women are messaging them first and you can get there in a few years or, or even longer than that. But for the overwhelming majority of guys, we're not the prize. And so there is a bit of like a courting experience that needs to happen. But that being said, if you try to think that the, the success of a date is just her liking you, one, you're going to be needy as fuck. Two, you're going to change like how you are. And then three, if you end up getting into a longer term relationship, she's fallen in love with a with a guy that you aren't even this person. You're someone else. You're, your authentic, genuine self is someone else. You've not been acting as attached or as close as you would like to be and so if i was going to start from the start i wish i had the strength to be exactly who i am and authentically who i am from the start i like being close i don't text all day i text three maybe three times a day or something i will express if i'm feeling anxious right now because if if she can't help me when i'm when i feel a certain way if she's not going to be helpful in my life then why is she in my life like what a woman's supposed to be for when you look past the shallowness of just like ejaculation because we're not fucking monkeys right we're like this is what most guys are literally just like looking to is level one of like i hope i get to ejaculate that's it it's just this porn addiction of like oh man i really really like fingers crossed i might get to climax soon it's just fucking sad it's like if you just want to hook up with a girl then then either go pay a prostitute or go out and okay go sleep with some drunk girl or something fine it's degenerate or whatever right but if you're actually going on a date with with a girl with the intention that, oh yeah, like a long-term, like secure, attached relationship would be awesome, which I genuinely think is, is one of like the greatest gifts that we can have in our lives, then you need to start from the beginning and actually show like what you're looking after. 
I was somewhat lucky that it was it was by chance that when me and my girl met in in Thailand, we already like th- there was no bullshit, there was no games to begin with. It was it was already like pure authentic. It was like honestly out of a movie. It was like the last day that I had in Thailand, so it was like I was literally leaving. She was meant to stay for a long time with her brother, like traveling around and everything. And so we literally ended up. We had like hours ticking by. And so it, was, it felt like it was out of a movie, and, and I think that definitely escalated the emotions because then both of us fell in love within the first few hours of spending time with each other. And it, she was the only girl in my entire life who I've done the long distance thing with. So I came back to the UK, imagining that she's going to be in Thailand. Which imagine that as a, a scenario, right? There's someone with anxious attachment style that she's in a different country, and also not just a different country, right? But also a completely different time zone, seven hours ahead. There's no fucking good communication you can have there. Like you're horny at like nighttime, and she's asleep right now, or she's horny, and then you wake, you're in deep work hours right now. It's like shit's not happening, and yet every single day felt like it was still part of the movie of like just texting i've never texted a girl like that before apart from like the first ever girl that i ever dated and she was still in the uk and we we built the secure attachment from the start because i didn't bullshit myself like i i, I showed her who i was i told her about my girl my goals i told her from the start that where i'm going to she was I don't, I don't know if she brought it out in me, but I've never been like this with another girl. Where on the first day, like, I looked her in the eyes and said, I'm going to the top and I'll bring you with me if you impress me. I've never spoke like a fucking, like, G to girls. You know, I, like, I've, I, like, um, played games. I've, you know, invited, you know, been a little bit cool or something. But I spoke like a fucking G with that. And I was able to just be honest. I was, like, I told her from near the start or when I went home and, uh, no, um, the next day when I'm taking the flight and everything, that, you know, it was it was amazing to to spend time with her. That I'm, I'm I'm almost home. That we're gonna continue speaking to each other. That this is what I want from you. I don't want like on the first day telling her like I would prefer if you didn't speak to guys or, or get with any guys right now. And she's messaging me like Hamza, there's no one who can even compete with you. I mean, when a girl's saying that shit, <laughs> when a girl saying that shit, it's kind of jammy. <laughs> I I owe a lot of it to this book, man. Honestly. Well, you know, you know. I I um well that's that that's actually mad. And what what you were saying to me earlier about uh, not making the intention to get her to like you that that is one thing that I did very recently, and it, it's because um when I was on the first couple of dates with this girl like the 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 other day um I said to myself right you know what she likes me she really likes me uh I'm like I'm she sold on me. Do I like her? Is she a good girl? So I literally brought her, I sat her down and I talked for hours about where I'm trying to get to in my life. I straight up was just like, this was the same day, the, the last day that I saw her. And I sat down with her and uh, I was talking to her about how like, you know, I, I told her that I don't like people who go to the club. I told her that I don't like um, like girls who sleep around. I said, not in the, just out straight way, but you know, I, I brought it up and I brought up the the whole thing of creating the best quality of life for yourself and finding the best partner for you in in, in the long run and uh, she seemed very on board with the conversation that I was having and I really did think that I was uh, maintaining uh, composure and not genuinely not acting needy whatsoever it was all going perfect until I stayed over until I it was three a.m. she was on top of me 
like cuddling me. And then that's when I started calling her baby and saying all this fucking shit. Because that's when, bro, I should just never talk to a, to a woman at 3 a.m., bro. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't actually think you did much wrong there. In terms of no. just being able to sleep with this girl, then yeah, you fucked up, right? Of course you did, because you didn't sleep with her after being like this. But in terms of cultivating like a a girl that's that you like, okay, let's say this is part of your personality. Like you, you like being really lovey dovey and cute and very close, and you like these words of affirmations: "I'm yours, you are mine," right? And so you can. We can say here right now, like, oh, that was so cringe, bro. You were so needy. But the thing is, like, what, like, the word needy is interesting. It's like, that's your needs. Why would you not act in accordance with that? There's men out there who aren't as needy. And so they can play it cool because they need less. Okay, sweet. That looks really cool. Now, we can try and live this inauthentic life and try and be more like those guys. And living inauthentically is like a fucking curse. There's no point in living if you're not going to live authentic to yourself. You here, right here, right now, like you like that stuff. So do I. Now we can say that, okay, yeah, that's that. You know, that's that's proper needy. Yeah, I don't need girls, guys. Or we can pretend to be like some fucking alpha male, or we can pretend to be like some cool guy that we've seen. But I think it's cooler just being who you truly are. And so this is literally it's a case of like like effective communication in a very interesting way because to ninety nine percent of losers, you did the wrong thing because it's binary to them. It's like did not ejaculate, so it's a loss. They're just fucking simpletons. They're like cavemen. Like, nope, didn't ejaculate, so I messed, must have messed up. But for you, it's like... I'm happy to be fucking... I was genuinely happy because she said uh, she's only ever slept with two people. She's been in relationships with both of them. Now, obviously, take it with a grain of salt, but, you know, everyone deserves to be heard out. And uh, I was happy to, I was happy when she didn't do that, you know what I mean? But um, and it's, it's weird because a lot of people don't like girls who sleep around, but then would call it an L that she didn't sleep with me. Yeah, exactly. So I genuinely don't even think you did something wrong there. Because plus the mind that that it's a very intimate moment between you two, it's late, you're very physical and everything. It's like, yeah, if that's the kind of like stuff you want to say, especially when it gets a lot more intimate, it's like, you shouldn't think that that's a bad thing. You should just think, oh, we simply weren't compatible. This was just like too much for her. Which simply means, like, we need to, again, we need to lower this thing of, like, must try to sleep with her at all costs. Or, you know, like, oh, if she, like I hope she, she continues to be attracted to me because that's very validating. But it should be not if she's attracted to you or you're attracted to her. But it should be, okay, are we compatible together? And with her response to this, clearly you're, you're not. One, okay, maybe whatever happened on the night. But by the way, she handled things afterwards and pretty much just ghosted you. It's like, well, you're clearly not compatible. If she came back to you now, it's like, it doesn't even matter. She could maybe come back and say, oh, you know what? Like, I, there was this book I read and I realized that I was really anxiously attached and I, I really messed up. And, okay, fine. But it's very unlikely you're going to get that kind of apology. You're just not compatible. I, I wouldn't see this as, as a failure. I'd see this as one step in the right direction to finding someone you actually are compatible with. Because Dylan, I don't know if, if you've had this before, but when, when you get with that girl who also speaks to you like that and she loves it and she literally wants you to do it 10 times more that's when you realize like why the fuck was i acting like too cool for girls before this that's what i wish for you see i i had that realization before and then she went to fucking canada so you know what i'm saying <laughs> well no i do i do know that it's, it's definitely very possible 
I've, I've kept the rule in my head that I'm not going to let those bad experiences cloud my jo- uh, cloud what I think of the the right girl that's out because I know she's out there right now, you know, and I and the look I have a lot of love in my heart for her, even though I don't know who she is. Um, but if I close my heart off, I will not find her. You know, I I could meet her tomorrow, and my heart would be closed, and I could then it would be on me. That would be totally on me. Now get this right. If we think that what you did recently with this girl that just gone was a mistake and, and you messed up by being needy, right? Well, the girl who you actually would have been super compatible with, she won't be attracted to you if you don't act in this way. Oh, that's facts, bro. Shit. That's, bro, you just flipped it on his head and it makes sense. God damn, bro. Yeah, shit. I, I I was thinking about it in the way of like, you know, I'm grateful that we're no longer speaking because now I'm one step closer to finding that girl who is for me. But yeah, bro, I, if I'm di- bro, if I'm di- if I'm different, then I won't I won't meet that girl because she she'll look at me and be like, oh. I wish she was a bit more needy. I wish she called me baby. <laughs> You didn't call me baby. Oh, oh, you didn't tell me I was. Oh, you didn't tell me I was this girl. Oh, no, yeah, shit, man. <laughs> do, do you know, you do a full circle. This is what I've seen, and this is the stories I used to hear when I. Because I was very truly red pill for a very long time. Awesome. And this was like the story we. Yeah, um, Stuart just said it there. It's the cycle where you start off, and the advice that everyone's saying is just be yourself, and it's like stupid as fuck advice. And then you go through the whole red pill rabbit hole. You get the six pack. You fuck a bunch of girls. You, you go through the alpha, like the um, alpha male kind of thing, and everything. And then eventually you realize, wait, just be yourself is the best dating advice out there. It's nothing else is even close. Because if you're like to to fuck as many girls as possible in like a binary, just okay. This is the one metric we only care about is how how many like like how many times can we ejaculate with women over the next few years? Then don't be yourself. Be cold, be arrogant, be narcissistic, go out at night times, go drink a bunch of times, go out to parties and stuff, right? But I don't think anyone here actually has that goal. And so if the goal is to get into a very, very long-term, perhaps lifelong, amazing relationship where you you have awesome sex with this girl, but also you actually go forward in your goals even further. And it's like you've got this awesome partner by your side that you actually have really had this strength and bond for. If that is the goal, then I don't think being anyone else is a good idea i think we need to just like my advice would be for youtube is be as 100 percent you as you can because that girl who you would could have had that like lifelong compatibility with is attracted to you as you really really are and so when you start to get influenced by other people and you're starting to pretend to be like someone and you, you know you're, you're pulling these games and everything and you're taking a bit longer to reply because you've seen that in a video or you're you know you're acting like this sigma male or this or you're pretending to be like andrew tate the way he speaks to women or whatever it is suddenly that girl who was genuinely compatible with you no longer is she she thinks that you're someone else bro you're so right it's the it's the equivalent of a girl thinking oh i need to go shake my ass like the girl like my future wife being out there now thinking oh 
all the guys don't oh, all the guys just want the girl to just fucking maybe i should go to the club and shake my ass it's the same shit as that no <laughs> everyone just stay at home and just read books and just be yourself please <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, it's mad though because you, you really just like i really just I'm, I'm only after talking now the way i'm sitting here thinking that my dream girl my future girl is out there now Bro, she's thinking the same thing. She's got that love for me, and she doesn't even know who I am. She's thinking the same shit right now. If she's as, if she's the same anxious attachment as me, just mad. I didn't even clock that till till till, till just now. Man, I, you know, I wondered. I wondered what conclusion I'd come to from this call. But fuck, man. Like, I knew, I knew you'd have something to say. But wow, yeah, no, you really did have something to say, bro. <laughs> So if I was going to summarize it for you, three steps. One, read this book as soon as possible. Everyone else who's interested in what we've just spoke about has been commenting. Make sure you read this book. It's 10 out of 10. Two, just be yourself. But three, just be yourself does not mean to be fine with being a loser or anything because you are yourself with your desires, with your authentic, natural, goal-striving, masculine brain. So just be yourself doesn't just mean that we should just sit here and decay or anything because our we have real desires inside of us, which is like, oh, like, I want, you know, it's like a, life is like a game. I want to get to 100 kg bench press. That's me being myself. So when yeah, you've got but I don't want to become cold hearted because I feel like I should either. Totally. Yeah. Man, thank, thank you so much. Seriously, bro. And uh, I, I also want to say I appreciate, I appreciate everyone not fucking clowning the fuck out of me for the things I said earlier, bro. Like, I didn't know what was gonna come with that, man. <laughs> You're supported here, man. I appreciate you coming up and asking that question and being open with that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 